Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. I have Jared here. Oh, wrestling? I thought it was a wrestling podcast. It always is, but this week's was a little more refined. I think you're right. A wrestling podcast. We're going to talk. I'm going to give a quick review of Impact, and then we're going to dive in deeply to Dynamite, and then we're going to do a little rumor mill, rumor mill run around what we do, don't know, of New Japan at the end. Impact Wrestling post Under Siege. We have a new number one contender, and his name is the Mighty Moose. I was pleasantly surprised that I was wrong in the direction they're going in. And if Moose is that guy, I have a feeling shenanigans will happen and Impact will own their own belt again soon. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so too. Raheem Raju with Shira versus Jake Something. Jake Something has probably his best performance since he was a something shira grabs his leg though as he's about to throw rohit rohit falls on top of him a quick one two three jake loses it begins to bludgeon the mass massive shira with a chair hopefully a little bit of a character change for jake will allow him to be more successful he's got everything oh yeah you know it's just a matter of figuring out how to get him to show it and uh rohit watches as shira gets bludgeoned with a chair and doesn't help I thought that was an interesting thing here. Tennille and Caleb, with a K, are still trying to be a team with Taylor Wilde. And she is still kind of sort of not having it. Grace and Ellering lost their belts at Under Siege to Fire and Flava. And Kira Hogan, no relation, will be wrestling Tennille Dashwood. So we don't know if Grace and Ellering are being moved on from in the title picture. Although a one-off in this scenario seems odd, but we'll get to that later. Tennille winds up with a strange little roll-up win. Post-match, she gets a beatdown from not only Fire and Flavor, but also Parasa's crew comes down. Taylor Wilde and Havoc come running down and run them off. And then as they're going to approach the ramp, you have Decay standing there and hissing. Well, the, the bullheaded, the Minotaur was not hissing. He was making whatever noise he makes. A bull moan? that is a growl it could be a growl bull growl whatever that is i'm not gonna comment snort snort they do the snort before they attack yeah the, the uh olay that's not his the name. matador yeah the, matador, right. <laughs> <laughs> the olay guy oh my god anyway yeah el, el generico correct and then they run for rest in peace yes then they run for the hills by not going up the ramp they jump the railing and run away then you have, excuse me, pardon me. Backstage, you have Jordana Grace and Ellering sitting side by side, and we got to get her groove back, kind of thing. And Jordan says, I'm going to go get us a match right now. Don't worry. Then we'll get back on it. Ellering's like, Well, that sounds awesome. Kojima is announced to be in the impact zone. Yes. How yes, great is that's that? That's awesome. Yeah, I thought they so need too. to start sending the New Japan dads over here so they can get vaccinated. Yes, <laughs> one by one. That's what I was thinking with with when Nagata came over. I was like, dude, it'd be so it's so easy to get a vaccination in certain parts of Florida, so you might just be able to go to Walgreens and get one. And I was like, dude, that'd be awesome, right? Evident because evidently they're having some problems with COVID over there. Right, right. Now we have Madman Fulton. Ace Austin in a title match with Finn Juice. You did get some promos in here about all that. And then they wind up having a match. And so that will be later in the match, later in the evening. 
VSK versus PD Williams. Good little matchup. We get a Canadian destroyer for a pin. I'll repeat that. Canadian destroyer for a pin. Are you sure? Are yes. You it wasn't. Matt Stryker screams out, nothing like the real thing, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Petey, for what you've given pro wrestling. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. Rich Swan, first time back since he lost the title. Um, Starts to talk bad about Morrissey, who had put it on. He beat up Willie Mack at the... At the event on Saturday night. Morrissey comes over from behind and drops him. Looks like Swan is going into a program with Morrissey and Big Cass, I would guess, goes over Swan, which will put Swan... Swan had a good run. Yeah. And now he's going to be in the middle of it all, mid-card-wise. and We know he's a great wrestler. He and Willie Mack could get together and thicken up that tag team division real quick-like. Now... TJP beats the house at the Swingers Palace. Beats him up pretty good on the old uh, blackjack table. No, not the blackjack table. Was it blackjack? Poker or something. Anyway, he is going to give coins to chips to all of the girls that are dressed in the black and red dresses. And it turns out one of them is Falaba, dressed in a black and red dress. Swing, Swinger says, when did you get here, little lady, to Falaba, which is awkward. And TJP takes pity on the man, and he wants him back as his tag team partner. He says, how much to get my man out of trouble? He says, basically, you got to roll double or nothing. If you win, that'll pay off his debt. Sure enough, he pays off Falaba's debt, and we have Falaba being his tag team partner, because TJP said, I mean, I had to wrestle with Petey Williams last week, which Petey walks up and is disappointed in that. But anyway, all that was good. Swingers Palace episodes are always great. Rosemary shows up in the palace, hasn't seen Johnny Bravo since he was in critical condition, to which she says something to the effect of, you look much more alive than you did last time I saw you. And they don't, what was it? Crazy Steve said something to the effect of that was the like worst place he'd ever been, and to consider, and then the Minotaur, you know, he snorted, and it was just like, yeah, these guys—they're <laughs> they're a mess. You can run Rosemary and Crazy Steve and that bull out anywhere, anytime, and I'm going to giggle. Yes, you know, <laughs> Impact is a great company for like uh, just like really weird pairings of characters. Well, I guess they're they're not that weird. A couple of them are demons, and then there's like a minotaur, which I'm not sure where that falls on like the demon scale. Decay. Decay, yes. It falls into decay. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, we get Moose promo, and he pumps himself up, of course. Don Callis comes out, pumps him up a little bit, but then he begins to run him down and say few things of course at that point moose lets callus know and if another word comes out of his mouth he's going to be i think he might have said he would shove callus up omega's derriere i can't I, I, i'm not 100 sure but i want to say that's what it happened what was said that sounds right and then omega winds up giving a really good little rundown promo of how you know you're a great athlete whatever what have you really ever done and then 
that turned into, you know, you never even won a Super Bowl either. And he said, you're basically, you're great, but you're one one-wing angel, angel away from being done. And, of course, Callus laughs because nobody ever kicks out of the one-wing angel, angel. And, of course, Moose looks at him and is like, do you really think you can get me up over your shoulders and into, I mean, I'm a big boy. you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that was cool. And, I, and of course, then... Omega lets him know that if he's got a problem, we're going to put you down right now. And he starts to unbutton the shirt and take the jet. You know, he's ready to rock. And, of course, the good brothers come out. And he says, you didn't think you were going to get me one-on-one, did you? And that, yeah. that turns into him being surrounded. And then the lights go out. And Callahan appears. And you don't know for sure who Callahan Scott's back right there. Turns out Callahan's a TNA guy. And they clear the ring. Run those guys off. Yeah, shoot. Jordani, turns out, did not go and get them a match together. She got a Rachel Ellering versus Jordani Grace match, or Jordan Grace match. And she winds up, it's a good match. And again, to my dismay, she loses. And she kind of storms off. Sort of kind of a, um, a little bit less than a respect thing at the end of the match between them I don't see them being a tag team much more and I wonder if Jordan isn't going heel which is weird because we have we've spent years pumping her up as a baby face yeah. and as the baby face so it's kind of weird to see what's going on here I know it kind of feels like she's floundered since she lost the belt speaking of flounders Brian Myers jumps Matt Cardona in the hallway and that seems just vital to the world Ace Austin Versus Finn Juice. He's got Madman Fulton on his side. Main event for the for the Impact Wrestling Championship. Really good wrestling. Finn Juice go over. There's a little too much time left in the show for this to be it. So what do you know? Violent by design. Come walking out. Turns out Rhino has won one of those Money in the Bank style things in the past, an against all odds trophy, which allows him any title match at any time he wants. And he did not choose a single title. He wanted right then versus Finn Juice. He enduring rough Finn Juice over rough Finn Juice over after a tough twenty minute match with two really good competitors. We get a little beat down, a gore. Doring gets him his move in. They cover in the Impact Tag Team Champs. Youth movement has now happened. Rhino and Doring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. They, they just had to get the belt off of him to get him to do something else. Yeah. Work, you know, so I get it. It's just. Okay, you know. Why couldn't Ace Austin and Fulton go over? Yeah, at that point, why not have whatever. Maybe that's part of having somebody else with your belt is you don't get to totally book the match. Yeah. My chance, my chance, if, if my guys are going to lose on your show, you better make my guys look strong on the way out the door. Right? That kind of makes sense. Now, on to AEW Dynamite, the main event of the wrestling week. TNT, big news. They're going to move to TBS. Then they're going to move another show to Friday nights. On TBS as well, I believe. Either way. Either way. Either way. TBS I'm glad for was your original superstation that had wrestling. 
Ric Flair suit promos with Tony in a cardboard set up behind him. It just brings back the good old Classic. days. Yes. I wish they would do go maybe not a whole episode, but maybe start off or somewhere in the middle of an episode have that cardboard set up somewhere and then maybe you push it all over and it's the real yeah. <laughs> the real dynamite setup. You yeah. Know, it'd be kinda cool as an homage. Um, Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel starts out your thing. This is the battle. This is part of the battle royal story you're going to wind up getting. I thought the match was done well. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, those are two just really good workers. Yeah, Christian winds up. It's similar stories with his matches currently. Is he he is finding his footing as a single star. He guts his way through some incidents, and then he gets the quick flash. Um, kill switch. Kill switch. Engage and puts it away and then of course this being pro wrestling that's not nearly all because ricky starks approaches and wants to talk dressed in a suit no shirt right suit no shirt yes. which is the look that is a good well for him it's a good look it's a prince look you know what i mean oh yeah yeah especially with that with the with the high pants shoot you know but that being said he runs his mouth a little bit at at Cage, and then of course Hobbs comes out, and they kind of jump the guys. Hangman comes out. Uh, oh God, Hangman comes out. He like hands, hands Ricky his drink to Ricky. His beer. I think it was a mixed drink, but yeah, hands him his drink. Yeah, gets and then goes r- out there, and he ends up getting getting whooped because there's like three of them. Gets a chop block from Hook. But correct me if I'm wrong. All those people are in the Battle Royal. I believe so, yeah. So those this is the storylines for what we're going to get next Sunday night. Yes, Hang, Hangman's going to have to fight against all of Team Taz. Right. Now, I they're th- doing it on Sunday night. Is that right? I believe so. It's mm-hmm. the, the 30th is a Sunday, yeah. Uh, I didn't also enjoy Ricky sipping out of the drink as well. <laughs> right. Why not, right? <laughs> I'm going to hold it for you. There's going to be a, a tax on this. Moxley Kingston give good promos i thought mm-hmm. what'd you think about it i liked it the little the little back and forth segment well they had one promo from mox and eddie and then one promo from the acclaimed mm-hmm. i liked yeah. it i thought it was funny when they called him the lunatic cringe yeah you like the acclaimed thing this i week. like the yeah i like the acclaimed quite a bit this okay. week wild thing music means it's match time we get um pretty good i like mox and kingston as as a tag team I actually the kid that doesn't rap I think is a br- really good worker. Um. Uh. Yeah. And uh, what's what's his name? Anthony Bowens. Anthony Bowens. Yeah, he's a really good worker. And the other kid, I, he's not. He, he a little awkward. He's not there yet. Not quite. Right. But he he is athletic and he yeah he's getting better. I will say. No, yeah, he, he's not not quite there yet. I know you you like him both. For for me as a character, he is not there yet. In all of it, I like Bowen's talking a little bit too, though. Yes, I always like the the weird like apology he does has to do for whatever Caster says. Well, and he did he did a little a, a little screaming during this one too as well. Yes. showed a little bit more yes. than he's been showing. I, I like that kid Bowen's. I like him a lot. I, I enjoyed I dis- when Mox blindsided him at the beginning. He's a double. Yeah, he's <laughs> great. Absolutely. Now, Mo- of course, Mox and. Kingston go, Eddie over, go yeah. over, right? There's a little bit of shenanigans at the end where Mox picks up the thing and 
smokes him with it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, turnabout's fair play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes, you're right about that. The ref, of course, misses two grown men fighting over a boombox. Yeah, right the refs, him. the refs, it's so, so forward thinking for AEW to hire blind and deaf referees. <laughs> really no, taken after, you know. No sense of, of anything around them. No reality of the surroundings at all. Just no spatial awareness. No, right, right. It's the opposite of spider senses. <laughs> uh, but Jericho and Malenko are backstage talking, which I'm sure they've done that a million times. A uh, little quick back and forth between Jericho and the. Uh, Man of a thousand holds. Yeah, I right. liked it. He he says something four. like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He says like, "Oh, you know four more than me." And Jericho's like, "Oh, I forgot a couple." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah it's right. just it was it was fun. Yeah, um, Scorpio and Paige decide to let you know that it is time to take Sting away. Step aside. You're old. Stinger and Darby attack. Skateboard in hand. They act like that skateboard is a bazooka. Yeah, like a sword. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Sting like, and Darby wind up manhandling pretty good there. Uh, Sting puts Scorpio in the sharpshooter. The Dark Order cut off the retreat. Anything you want to add to that? No. <laughs> it's okay. Like, you know, it's just this, this whole thing. Scorpio's done nothing. He, he, dude, even Ethan Page. I did like this promo from him, and I think he does good work. I just don't. I just don't think this is like the, the last, spot he should be in. The last thing Paige did when before they threw Darby down a flight of steps, he was good in that too. Yeah, Paige is actually like you said, Paige yeah. is actually doing pretty good work. Yeah, absolutely. It's just I I don't think that this is where he. I'll, Riddle me this: Sting and Darby are going to go over. Yeah. What good does that do anybody? Nobody. It does nobody any. Good. Doesn't do Scorpio. Doesn't do Darby any good. No. Doesn't no. do Sting any good. No. It's, I don't get it. I don't it's, get it. It's weird, man. Again, this whole thing, and Scorpio's done not not a whole lot to impress me. I don't know. The Pinnacle are at dinner. I loved this promo. You did? The dinner segment? Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, uh, I just enjoyed the, the setup, how they were all interacting and chewing up the scenery. Uh, you know, the point when Sean Spears like slams the guy's head down on the table. Like a, a plate flies up and Wardlow catches it and like eats off of it. Like it's just Wardlow right out the shoot. Wardlow, the, the guy was offering to pour their wine and Wardlow grabs the whole bottle and yeah. drinks the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, like you said, he he finishes his meal and his the guy next door to him, uh, Spears his meal too. Uh, I, I, MJF I, speaks clearly, efficiently. Yes, yes. Gosh, it was it was just great. It was it was something. I think in scenes like that, it's the little details that make it feel so much more lived in and real, mm-hmm. which is why I, I appreciated all the little details in that. And it also contrasts nicely with the Jericho promo later, where it was just, it felt like cardboard. <laughs> Contrast in, yes. I get or, it. Or it's I get like, it. it's like I, when MJF is on the screen in that scenario, I believe it. You know what I mean? When Jericho goes out there and he's like, oh, whatever, rah, 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 I don't, who cares? <laughs> I'm so over Jericho at this point. Right. Um, again, it, it just kind of falls flat because I just don't care about the inner circle very much. Right. You're, I'm, I'm, I'm in a weird spot where this time when they were doing the Brady Bunch intros and all that, the beginning of the pandemic, I was so into them because it was new, fresh, yes, cool. And now I just want it broke up. Because I'm so, so I, glad this is, is going to be their final match. 
No way. Oh, no way. We're not that lucky. Six months down the line, easy. <laughs> Stop it. Three months if we go on AEW accelerated timeline pace, uh, which is what they've been doing with this feud anyways. Sheeta versus Rebel. And, uh, of course, Britt's on the outside. Weird stuff. Sheeta goes over. Rebel uses the crutch. Loses anyway. Brit attacks. Thoughts? Yeah. It is what it is. I would have rather than just give give Brit a mic. Yeah. I, that would have been cool to see. You want me to get fired up about this match? Just keep letting Brit talk. Yeah. Please. You know? Now, next week, they're going to do a tribute to Sheeta, which I am assuming in nothing against Sheeta. Hoping is basically her... We appreciate it, but we're moving on. And Britt's the face of the company now. Because Britt's been the face of the women's division the whole time. She was just hurt for a little while. And Yeah, they're going to show all all six of her uh, TV matches in a row in a 20-minute segment. (laughs) Dude, you're kidding me. Well, Sheeta, anyways. Are you kidding me? What do you mean? What you just said. About Sheeta? Yeah. No. No, yeah, I am. I am. Oh, okay, because you had me for a second. Because <laughs> you're right. They could show like all of her oh, TV okay. matches in six minutes in, in a row. It kills me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it kills me. That was a joke off that, that one Kayfabe News article that was just like, WWE to feature special of every Goldberg match in 30 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you dialed it back there. The same thing, because I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I, don't, I just feel a little bad for her. I'm not the huge Sheeta fan, but just they have kind of put her on a lower priority consistently. It just kind of right. sucks. Right. And yet, I I don't think that by taking the belt off of her, She's been the woman's champ. Like, doesn't necessarily mean she has to go away. No. Like, you can still put her in big things. She could do better things, I think, as not champ. Well, and two, her losing being an option now. Because a lot of these matches, one thing that sucks about them is, you know, the outcome. Now that she's not the champ, there'll be question marks in there. So the near falls will feel like near falls. That kind of thing that helps the character. And helps you get behind them because they're battling from down under with a consequence involved. Yes. Which isn't involved normally because we know she's got to win. Okay. Don Callis and Kenny Omega talked to Orange Cassidy. Um, pretty funny. Yeah. I OC uh, really slowly ripping the paper up. And then he puts the sides together and he starts to rip it really slowly again. And Don's like, listen, I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stuff like, like Don kept switching the placement of the ice pack on OC's shoulders. It's just, it was a funny little segment. It was, uh, we love you as a mascot. <laughs> was a good line, right? You're just yeah. not, you, you're a mascot. You got to know who you are. You know, every, we needed a lot of things. In the, also... Omega presenting Omega and Callus presenting themselves as the boss. Yeah, not not as champion, but as EVP. Right, right. Is is a good little twist in all of this. And Orange, of course, rips up the contract, like you said. Judas means Jericho with his flunkies by his side. Oh Ortiz, Sammy. We just already talked about this. Right? I I can't stand how like much they let the song play out. It, 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 I get I get in the actual crowd. Arena. It's like oh cool, this is Judas. I can participate. That's awesome. But a all the indie wrestlers on the sidelines really getting into it. 
it just feels manufactured. I've said it before, where it just, it just feels, and it's every freaking time, dude. It, it takes forever. Getting into it like their jobs depend on it. I uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel I feel bad when I'm like, dang, they really want a contract, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can't get my contract that way, I'll just sing Judas to the top of my lungs and jump up and down. And it, it takes forever. I, again, I'm. Just kind of over over Jericho. He takes up a lot of TV time, and I just don't think it's as good as it has been in right. the past. Now, to his credit, the numbers have always proved us wrong. Yeah, on this yeah, yeah. on this exactly. kick that we both, you and I both have been on. Now, I what bothers me the most about this though is Inner Circle. The point of Blood and Guts was you'll have to kill us to stop us. We want this match because submission is the way this thing ends right we're and then they turn around and quit and now they're saying you're gonna have to you should have killed us when you had a chance well we didn't because you quit right right i mean am i missing something i'm just i'm rolling my eyes this whole uh feud has just been not incredible but he will dance on the graves and uh, dance on the Dance on the caskets, piss on the grave, something like that. Something like that. That was a pretty good little little thing right there. But yeah, I'm certain it was a song reference of some kind. Yeah, Jay Cargill, some manager guy. Well, Mark Sterling walks in there, Esquire, and wants to interrupt this interview with Tony Schiavone. Jay takes the mic from Tony and lets that dude know he needs to get stepping, and she'll talk to him later. Tony was gold in this segment. <laughs> Tony's so funny because uh, he he's, gets interrupted all the time. He's almost better when he's not talking and he's like, what is going on here? And he's over he there of, looking like a little angry, a little confused. He's just like, really? And he kind of underlines with highlighter what the person talking is saying yes, with facial expressions. Yes. Right. He's very good. It's like you said, it's always the little things that make segments better than worse, right? Serena Deeb just decides to go on out here NWA Women's Champ has had, got a match with Red Velvet, and what she does is she gives Red Velvet the best match of Red Velvet's young career, which is what Serena yeah. Deeb does. <laughs> Extremely good. Red Velvet winds up. You pointed out she has her in a, in a submission hold, mm-hmm. leg she, wrapped one way. Yeah, leg. leg uh, she has uh, Velvet's arm wrapped up in her leg, and then she's cranking back in a uh, kind of... Oh shoot! What's the the move that Jericho uses? Somewhat of a, a Boston, Boston crab, crab situation, like a, a one leg Boston crab. But she's on the outside. Yes, and so Red Velvet is scooting towards the rope, so she gives up the arm to just drag her back and put her in the single leg Boston crab situation, which I think is is really neat for a move because it there's a level of strategy there. Yeah, you right. don't see it super often, except in wrestlers who do like a lot of submissions, where it's like, well, I could give up part of this hold in order to drag them back to the middle, or I could just try to really crank it and get them to tap out next to the ropes. Right, and, and that decision making is it makes that move way more interesting. Right, and then breaks the hold, gets her right back into it, chooses to slam her knee on the ground three or four times, then puts her back in the hold. And she submits. Yes. Perfect. It's great. It's right. just the way Serena Deeb sets matches up is so good. Mm-hmm. I just I want everybody in AEW to have a match with her. I feel like everybody could could get something from it, Absolutely. especially the younger talent. Absolutely. Then we get a Pac promo. 
What'd you think about that? Tell us about it. It was short and sweet, like Puck, except mm-hmm. he's nasty and not sweet at all. Right, and he, he alludes to the fact that he's always getting screwed over in every company he's ever in, which if you were if you were him, you'd think the same thing. It's not like he's lying, what he feels like. And then he alludes to the fact that they he's got his title shot. They can't escape him. And then he says something to the effect of, what is it? Who wants to fight? The, what is what fool would dare bet against the bastard? Now. Right. Yes. Right. I loved it. I loved it. Kaz and SCU are backstage. We get a, uh, they ask Christopher Daniels with a really bad eye wound. Oh my God. What he want, you know, what he's, what, what this means. He doesn't reply to that. He whispers something to Kaz. He leaves. Kaz goes deep into his affection for Daniels and what all Daniels has done for them and him in the industry. And then he says, you know, I'm coming for you guys who put this guy away. What did you think of all this? I liked it. I like the the energy Kaz brought in this promo. He him talking about uh, what that's not that's not a promise. That's not a threat. That's the gospel of mm-hmm. Kazarian. Right. I liked it. Right. I uh, very much want to see Frankie get as many opportunities as possible. He's yeah. such a good worker, and he's made it so far into his career to have. You know, nothing wrong with being an X Division champ no. at all. Nothing wrong with being a TNT title champ. Actually, it's great to be a TNT champ because they only have two belts. So if you have one of them, it's a big deal. Like, Shoot. if you could get into that picture and get to do a little more, get into some of those rivalries, that would be really good for him at this stage of his career. Even if he does be great for over. the talent he works with, too. He's, again, I think he's also in that Serena D position where, like, any young talent working with him would probably. It, if nothing else, for the 10 minutes they're in the ring, they're going to look good. Oh, yeah. And they're going to learn. Yeah. Because he knows how to put a match together, and he knows how to do every single thing. He's a fantastic worker. Um, golly doggone, if we don't have Anthony and Gogo versus <laughs> up-and-coming superstar Austin Gunn, uh, we'll cut to the chase. Okay, I will say one thing that's funny. Um, Austin Gunn has, like, an incredibly good record in AEW because he just wins a bunch of dark matches. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he was like seventeen and zero or something at some point. Like he he literally had so many matches and he goes out there and he just gets killed, which I think is it's funny, yeah. With like two punches. With two punches. He does okay. Agogo hits him once and then he hits like a pop up punch to the belly. He hits him with two punches to the stomach and then pop up punch to the jaw, which just right and it, and he had a blood pack in his mouth or something. He bit on it and you have the yeah. the illusion of internal, internal bleeding. bleeding yeah. And then. I swear, I saw online where they said, you know, Austin Gunn's injuries are going to have him out for a couple of weeks, and people started going underneath it about how if a go-go, even though he's a legit boxer, if he can't learn to work with talent without hurting him, he needs to qu- And it's like, dude, you guys literally just got work. <laughs> that dude ain't hurt. No, my God. Come on. Would you think if he was hurt, it's Austin Gunn. Would they make an announcement that he's going to be off TV? No. He's going to be off YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Y'all, you gotta be smarter than that. It's folks. just, it, I, I will say, it's just, it's so funny to see Cody just send one of his uh, young trainees out there to get killed for him. Right. It Literally, was, what did he think was gonna happen? Yeah, we're heading, in character. We're heading to double or nothing to go go, Cody. Oh my god! Shit. It just, it gives me a headache for like in character Cody. Literally, what did he think was gonna happen? Literally, what could have Cody assumed that Austin Gunn? Mm-hmm. 
Someone who's been wrestling for this, a couple years. This guy's worthy of wrestling me at a pay per view. I'm sending this kid out there to to die. To die <laughs> for no reason, so I can look sad. <laughs> it's just it's it's clownery at the highest order. Right. All right. Miro comes out, uh, old up, ready to fight, but instead we're getting a promo. There was no. It, I, I did not have a problem with it coming out no. dressed like a fighter with no. his belt on because the, the the aesthetic of him looking big, mean, and strong and screaming works. And he comes out and lays it down and gets interrupted by Archer. I thought Archer gave a good promo back. The ad-libs from Miro where the crowd's chanting, we want Darby, and he takes the belt. He thinks you could see him think. Takes the belt off, raises it, and says, I got you, Darby, here. Yeah. Not overly clever. Works perfect. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. It's not. It doesn't have to be brain surgery every time. Yeah, honestly. But then, like, when Archer's running it back, and he, and like, you, you pointed out when we were watching it, causing Murder Hawk back. It was, it was. It made me feel like I was in, like, a, like a movie, an action movie. Where they call each other by like cool code names or whatever, right? Or it's Joker, Riddler. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Where it's just Killer it's Croc. Like watch L- out, Lance. Yeah, it's like Murder Hawk. He calls him Murder Hawk like it's his proper title, and it is. Right. I don't know if that little detail for whatever reason. I it just made me giddy. Where I was like, oh, this rules. Well, and what's driven me crazy for this entire run with Jake the Snake is you have this Murder Hawk being held back by this old man. Old man, and Miro dives in. He doesn't. He doesn't. Nothing's off limits, right? Miro says, "You know, old man, if you if you come near me, there's not enough yoga in the world that can save you." Right, which was an incredible line. Right, and the other thing is too, when I wanted something, nobody could have held yeah, me back from exactly. It. And that this little old guy's holding you back. You come get some, and I thought it was great. It was well done. It really did do the job of exciting me for their match. Yeah, it did, and and I thought Miro just did a, a phenomenal job. I again, especially like the the last line where he says, "Yes, everybody dies, but I insist you first. Perfect it was awesome. Perfect. That, that's like the cool retort to everybody dies. Right? Is I insist you first. Going back to the Darby thing where he said, "The man who remember in the promo three weeks ago." The man who isn't afraid to die versus the man who doesn't mind killing him. Yes. Right? It was just he's, great. He's always good. He's always good. You can make your little gritty indie movies. Student films, he called them, which good is for so you. funny. Again, even worse than an indie movie. Yes. <laughs> right? Just perfectly done. Now, we have a main event here where the Varsity Blondes and the Young Bucks wrestle with Don Callis on commentary. This was better than I could have hoped for. Yeah. I really uh, liked it. Pillman, I have... I don't know if I, I can... I don't remember everything I say. I talk so much. But I haven't been blown away by Pillman as yeah. a wrestler. And after watching the doc, I couldn't help but kind of root for the guy. And then when he goes out there and gives us a performance like that, I'm sure it has to do with the fact you're in the ring with the Bucks. But The Bucks are more giving performers in this. Absolutely. And Garrison is a star. Garrison was looking really good. He is. He is. I, I, the Varsity Blondes, here's the thing. We're moving towards Kingston Mocks. Bucks. That's the big thing. It's coming up next weekend. But what they did by giving the Varsity Blondes this one-off is 
all of a sudden they're a force to be reckoned with because they looked like legitimate contenders. And both guys got to show their stuff. The Bucks did a little cheat and a little shenanigans that sprayed uh, aerosol in the poor cheerleader's face. <laughs> but it all worked. They win. And then, of course, Moxley and um, Eddie come down, choke out both of them, the Bucks, steal their shoes and socks. Yes. And the Bucks are left there barefoot screaming when they come to. And the I like I like the fact that we made a big deal out of the Dior sneakers. Yeah. Right? A couple of weeks ago. And then they kinda that's how they show they're rich. And then you have the guys that are, are not from that scenario, especially Kingston who emphasizes that he's as street or whatever you want to call it as I mean, he is as caster said he looks like a box of newports he looks like a box of newports and that is a compliment to both <laughs> yeah, him absolutely, and absolutely. to newports yes you know or the, as they used to say he's uh what is it what was it they used to say about a pack of cools smoke them like a pack of cools smooth okay anyway this works perfect for this scenario I thought. Oh, absolutely. What would be great too is if going into next week, we have we start out the show. Moxley, hand, Moxley gets handed money by Kingston, and he goes, "What are these for?" He goes, I, "I had a guy. I had a guy. He sold those shoes on eBay to a couple of marks named Nick and Matt." <laughs> That's where you go with that, right? Huh? That'd be bad. I think that would that would add to the buffoonery. Is buying your own stolen shoes online would be that would be top tier. I agree. Right. Okay. So I enjoyed Dynamite. I know you did. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was fun. We're heading into the you know the huge double or nothing paper. Card view. looks pretty good. They're doing very good job of stacking that up. I would assume Jade's going to have an open challenge next week. Um. I would assume she probably announces who her manager is at Double or Nothing. We get a number, we get a a number one or a title shot contender out of the opening match of the buy-in or whatever you call the battle royal that they're going to have. I like it. I like it going in. Now, tell me what's going on in New Japan. Uh, not not much. Uh, pretty much the only news this week was rumors about talent being unhappy with the way they've handled COVID, which they did have. Like two positive tests and then like seven. Yeah, quick life. Um, yeah, it's almost like it's a viral disease. Now something weird's going on with Osprey. He had to give yeah, up the Osprey, title. Osprey uh, vacated the title due to a neck injury. Um, there again, there was rumor, rumor that he wanted to go back to England to rehabilitate and rest. Um, and New Japan wanted him to stay in Japan. They're not uh, even having shows right now. They announced that they were, though. They, okay. they weren't for a while because of, of the situation's not great over there. And specifically in New Japan, it's not great. Um, but ev- they told all the guys and tell them they could go home. And then, like, right before they were about to, said, like, flipped back and were like, oh, we're having a tour. So people were reportedly upset about that. I, I don't know. It's just a mess. 
It just, I just feel, it just sucks, you know. Was it, was it this week that they had the weird rumors about the EVPs and AEW not getting along? Oh my god, I don't, I don't know how thing. much, how much faith I put into those. Put none. None, you know. No. Well, first of all, it would be common sense that you start a company out. There's a honeymoon phase. Oh, absolutely. And then there is some form of a feeling out process after the thing gets rolling and figuring out where everybody's supposed to be. And then you'll get that, right? Absolutely. And also, let's say, I don't believe for a second anybody that was thinking about signing with AEW said, Oh, God, no. That's that's some... That's some. <laughs> Like Ryback leaked that or something, some garbage like that. You know, right. it just it, it's no, I don't believe that for a second. In business relationships and stuff, I do imagine that it's it's different for them now, but I, I can't speak to that. Right. But traditionally, when when things like that happen, eventually it is it's a little little weird, a little different. Well, and two, imagine if if somebody were to go to Cody, an EVP, and say, "Hey, man, you think maybe you should back it off a little bit." Okay. If, you're, if you're him, you could look at Omega and be like, well, dude, you're the champ. And look at the Bucks and go, dude, you're the champs. And we're at a weird spot, right? Because Cody does hog a lot of time. Oh, right? my gosh. He's oh. also, dude, every segment is like he's on a different wrestling show than the others. And I, I think that's that's what people are focusing on when they're, when they're thinking about this. Is like, is Cody just like completely off the rails? Right. And if you get into a program with Cody... Well, dude, I don't know, man. Online, it seems like people just really love him, and so people in the in the crowd loved him. I just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know. And so, I'm I'm not saying that we're missing the boat on it. I'm just saying there's a lot of opinions, and it's probably a lot more sixty five, thirty five his way than when what what we're thinking. Yeah, there's just so much goodwill when you gave the world an alternative in pro wrestling, you know. But I just think that there are going to be growing pains, and not only should it not be a huge deal, it should be expected. Yeah. You know? And and Tony's in charge. Say what you want. Tony's in charge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. Because he's not only in charge in, like, I'm everybody's boss, and I'll read this. He's literally handling the shows hands-on. Yeah, absolutely. from Gorilla. Yeah. You know, it's not. I read over the notes and all that. It's he's hands on, hands on as a boss. So I, I don't, I don't think there's any question as to who is calling the shots around here. I think there is more negotiation than say in some other companies. But I don't think it's a Bischoff Hogan Nash thing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Where three guys are deciding who does what. Um, this has been fun for me. You had a good, good day there. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Pretty good week. Awesome. For uh, my man, Jared, this is KP. This has been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2021. Check our friends out at the GIN Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. You.